Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Let's go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Who that? And welcome back to Kenosha Chronicles podcast. I'm Russ, as always, Brendan Ertle. Today we're here breaking down the Saints' win over the Cleveland Browns, 17 to 10, improving the record to six and nine, and somehow, some way, still alive in the playoffs. With this win, that makes the Tampa Bay Bucks game just a few weeks ago that much more painful. Um, just with a couple plays here and there, or just even a Mark Ingram first down run, the Saints could be 7-8 and eight leading the NFC South and having a top four playoff seed right now. But that's not the case, and we have to move on from that. And the Saints uh, have three tough games left, including this one, and it was the coldest game in Saints franchise history. It felt like negative 22 degrees. That's ridiculous. It was windy. It was snowing. It was freezing. Uh, the fans looked miserable. The players looked miserable. You couldn't throw a football. Uh, the quarterbacks really were, were useless the entire game. Andy Dalton, 8 for 15, uh, 92 yards. Deshaun Watson, 15 for 31, 135 yards. And the winner of this game was going to be the team who threw less, who ran the ball more effectively, who was able to be able to move the ball without throwing it because in in conditions like this if you watch the game you couldn't throw the ball you couldn't get any zip on the ball you couldn't get any grip on the ball and even if you did the receivers had to do the same they had to catch the ball in freezing weather with crazy wind and try not to slip as well that was a huge issue as well you could sell players were out there running just try not to slip so that was a huge issue as well uh the saints dug themselves in a big hole in this game pretty quickly as well and I first want to blame Pete Carmichael for that. The Saints offense looked like it was starting to figure things out. Um, they're running the ball decently. Defense is playing well. And then all of a sudden they come out and just start throwing it. And and weather's like in, in conditions like this, you just don't know what's going to happen. Uh, Andy Dalton throws a great ball to Juwan Johnson. Can't hang on. Tipped up pick. 
Browns get great field position, get a touchdown, and then they're up 10 nothing. And at that point in the game, in that situation, it felt like that game was over. Just because how hard it is to score points in a game like that, where you're not sure how many times you're going to get down on their side of the field. Um, but the drive to end the half was probably the biggest drive of the game. Getting three points at that moment didn't feel like really anything, but looking back on it, it was huge. It was the reason they won this game was that drive. Getting three before the half um, on the back of Taysom and, and Alvin Kamara, that's what they needed to do in this game, and they figured that out pretty quickly that they needed to do that. Alvin Kamara, 20 carries, 76 yards and a touchdown. Taysom Mill, 9 carries, 56 yards and a touchdown. And David Johnson had 7 carries for 16 yards. Um, didn't see Eno Benjamin in this game. Adam Prentice also had 2 carries for 5 yards. But the Saints as a, as a team rushed for 152 yards. I mean, it's not it's not incredible, but like we keep saying, in a game like this, you take every single inch that you can get. The situation for the Saints, uh, injury-wise, this game couldn't have been more perfect. No Michael Thomas, obviously. No Jarvis Landry. No Chris Olave. And your wide receiver core on every single snap is Shahid, <laughs> Keith Kirkwood, and Traquan Smith. And I might add, Traquan Smith somehow... I'm going to tell you this stat, and you're not going to believe it. Somehow, someway, Traquan Smith and Jarvis Landry have the same amount of yards in the season. I'm not even quite sure how that's possible. I feel like Traquan Smith has barely even played uh, in terms of just seeing him out there. But he he actually plays uh, a lot more than people think. But it seems like he doesn't. Uh, they they got bit really bad on a drive. It ended one of their drives when Traquan ran uh, the incorrect route. Looked like he was supposed to run a fade and ran a little hook. Uh, Andy Dalton just threw it to him because he had pressure. And they got an intentional grounding because Traquan just ran... Nothing even close to his route. And then my, I, I might add that if Andy Dalton has been oddly good and the passes he's thrown to some of these wide receivers and the drops that we've had have been pretty crazy. Keith Kirkwood, I mean, when he's out there playing, I, I, don't, I, don't, I have no reason to hate any man on this team, but... It's frustrating to see him out there playing and not really making much of an impact. And when he does, when his number is called, he does have opportunities to make plays. He doesn't make them. And in big time moments like this, we've held on to this guy for a really long time. There's been games that he's played in that have been really big games. He's played in some meaningless games. And it feels like I have yet to see him really make a good play on a ball. I can still remember one of his first touchdowns, I think against Carolina or something like that. But Andy Dalton putting his hands on his head like, oh my gosh, he just dropped that twice. He threw two great balls twice to end a couple of their drives. Um, didn't really have much help offensively besides that. He had four catches for 41 yards. Uh, but they did everything they needed to do. Uh, once Pete figured out that they can just have Taysom in the backfield and Alvin Kamara and do that three times, all you got to do. That's all you had to do. All I was asking for in this game is you don't even need to put Andy Dalton out there. You don't even need to run Taysom Hill. Just put Taysom Hill in the backfield, make it a threat. Have him a threat back there that he might run a read option. He might just keep it and run. The threat alone carried them a lot farther than I think they would have gone without 
Um, but I'll just first off and say the reason the Saints won this game was from a play from a player who I haven't really seen make one this year. And all of the Saints interceptions this year are from a Kansas City Chief as of last year. Daniel Sorensen, another big reason we won this game. Tip ball, I mean, he was in the right place at the right time. But it seems like a lot of the times this year we were in the wrong place at the wrong time. So he put himself in the right place at the right time, made a good play, returned it for a ton of yards. That set up an Alvin Kamara touchdown. That put him right back in the game and kind of put him in the driver's seat, I'd argue. Um, he had, he was forced to play because Marcus May was out. Uh, I didn't really expect to see him that much, but he was out there a ton. And I know we've been hard on time. I know we've been hard on Jarvis. But Tyron Matthew, 11 tackles, 6 solo, 1 tackle for loss. He's gotten better and better every single week. In my honest opinion, he's been one of our best defensive players. He's been available, which has been a big thing. He's been consistent. And I, I'll say he hasn't been great. He hasn't been elite. But he's been consistent, and he continues to get better in, the, in this in this defense. And in year two, I expect uh, a leap as well. He's getting up there in age, but he, there was times in this game where he was in, had great coverage. The ball was just thrown over his head. Um, Tyre Matthews was a big part of this game. So was Cam Jordan. So was Caden Ellis. So was Carl Granderson. This defense was really, really good today. And the only touchdown that the Browns had was from a turnover from Andy Dalton and Juwan Johnson. So the defense held on. They did their part. And isn't it kind of funny that we spent this whole offseason and way too many podcasts talking about the Browns quarterback, Deshaun Watson, just for him to come out and play like that. In that game, in that environment, you expect a player like that to step up and make plays for their team. And there was throws. There was opportunities missed. Um, I feel like sometimes he was checked out and I think Browns fans, I think he'll be okay. I think Watson will have a good career in Cleveland and he'll figure it out. But the start to his career in Cleveland has been rocky, has been iffy. Um, if you ask Browns fans right now, would they do that trade again? I don't think they'd say a hundred percent yes right now. Um, yeah, he's one of the premier quarterbacks in this league. Uh, you do that deal all the day, all day long if, if you have the opportunity to do it. Uh, but for the situation he was in, for the picks you had to give up, for the money you had to give up, so far hasn't pound out, panned out for them. Uh, I'm not saying the Saints dodge a bullet necessarily, but the Saints dominated him today. And it's just ironic that we ended up beating him. And it feels pretty good. It feels pretty good to, to win back-to-back games for the first time all year long. All year long. Um, so somehow, some way, still in the playoff race. We're still alive in the NFC. Uh, the Washington Commanders lost today. They're seven, seven, and one. Uh, they would need a couple games to catch up on them. The Saints had the Philadelphia Eagles next, potentially with Jalen Hurts. Jalen said that he potentially think about sitting if the Eagles won against the Cowboys, but they did not. So maybe he'll rush to get back to try and make sure they win that division. Um, that'll be a tough game. If they can win that one, they got the Carolina Panthers to end it. So it's going to be interesting. Um, they really did blow their chance against Tampa. That was their chance to really win this division and take control. They would have been seven and eight and everyone else would have been six and nine at least, or, or at best. So if they don't make the playoffs, I'm not really sweating it too much because at the end of the day, 
this isn't really a playoff team. They're just in a situ- uh, unique situation where um, the NFC is not as strong as it usually is, and they would take advantage of that. So would you want the Saints to make the playoffs? I mean, of course. But if they don't, I'm not really heartbroken because this isn't a Super Bowl team. It's not. They still have things to work on. Uh, they still have players that they need to add. They still need a quarterback uh, for the future. And that's we'll bring into my next topic, uh, a conversation that woke me up at 5 a.m. because my phone was blowing up. And whenever I know my phone's blowing up, that means something interesting is happening. We speculate on this podcast a lot about the future of this team, about who's going to coach this team, and about our former coach. At 5 a.m., I received a notification about our former coach, Sean Payton, building a quote-unquote all-star coaching lineup, kind of like what Mike McCarthy did uh, when he signed with the Cowboys uh, after Green Bay, and that's going to be led by defensive coordinator Vic Fangio. So, first off, you're not you're not not coming back to football if you're building a coaching all-star lineup. Uh, you're not just doing that for fun. You're doing that because you want to come back to coach football next year. So, that is a good thing for the Saints regardless of the outcome of what that becomes. There was some question, does Sean Payton like TV? Will he take the year off? The Saints could really use the picks right now. They could really use either the picks or the coaching. Uh, whether he decides to come back, which is a slim chance, or coach elsewhere. I think I think he feels comfortable in the situations that will become available. And we might sit back and say, well, there's not many coaching openings right now. And here's what I'll tell to you right now. If Josh Allen, the Bills quarterback, became available tomorrow, would how many teams do you think would call? Probably... 28, 29 teams. Even teams with franchise quarterbacks would be like, yo, what's the availability on Josh Allen? That's kind of the situation here. Does a team like, I don't know, a team on the a playoff brink? Does a team tanking? Is a team maybe Super Bowl aspirations that doesn't have the best coach? Do they fire their staff to get the Sean Payton staff? There will be opportunities for Sean Payton, whether you know that's the Cardinals, Chargers, even like a team like the Cowboys. I'm not saying the Cowboys would fire their coach, but there will be teams interested in this situation for sure. Now, I think it helps the Saints regardless. Sean Payton comes back to coach. He brings Vic Vangio and some of his other you know, friends or coaches to go on the staff with them. Um, that, that, that staff replaces the Saints staff. I don't think you complain at all. Uh, Again, very small chance. But the outcome that might benefit the Saints in a different way would be trading him. Maybe they get a little bit more because they know they're also getting a good defense coordinator. They're getting other staff members. Um, the price is a little bit up because the Saints are in the conversation in, in a little bit somewhat. The Carolina Panthers will be aggressive in their pursuit, but that will cost extra for them. Um, regardless, if this season ends tomorrow, if, it, if the Saints make the playoffs or, or even win the Super Bowl, Sean Payton coming back to coach football is good for the Saints. It's good for the game of football if Sean Payton's in it. It benefits the Saints any which way. And the opportunities for Sean Payton will become more clear over these next few weeks. But it's something, as a Saints fan, you can get excited about. If the Arizona Cardinals fire Cliff Kingsbury tomorrow and that becomes a clear landing spot for him, I'd love that. 
the Cardinals have a top 10 pick. Yeah, we probably gave our top 10 pick up, but getting another one back for our coach that we don't have or won't have, I mean, it's almost like a kind of a fair trade. It's certainly you'd like to have your pick still, but you survive it. And hopefully it would be more than a first-round pick, maybe a second, maybe another future first. That'd be the ideal situation would be to get two of them. Don't know if they'll ever get that much, but that's his value. I think Sean Payton, if I were to set a value, first off, it'd be three first-round picks. But a realistic value, I'd say, to sit down at the table and talk to Sean Payton, you got to agree to trade two first, two seconds, and then you can come sit and talk. And the Carolina Panthers, you're three first, three seconds. I don't care. If you want to get to the table, that's what it, that's what it's going to take. That's what it's going to take. So we'll see how this progresses. Uh, Dennis Allen had a strong finish to this game. If he has a strong finish to the season, maybe he bought himself more time. But the Saints are 6-9. and nine. They get a W. They keep their season alive. And the Saints get a back-to-back win for the first time this season. It feels pretty good. Thank you guys for tuning in today's episode. I've never been absent. Um, had a bull trip with the team I work for and then got a pretty bad cold after. We're back. The Saints are back. As always, I appreciate you guys loving support. And I'll see you guys next episode. Who that? 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 Who that?